Welcome to the Foresight Church Podcast. Enjoy this week's sermon. For more information about us, go to foresightchurch.co.za. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another Sunday morning. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Diego Duplessis, and I have the privilege of bringing you the word this morning. Oh, Lord, help us. I'm kidding. Well, I must say, we've just experienced the most coldest weeks we've had this entire winter. It has been freezing. And I mean, I had some meetings here and there, so I was on the bike uh, to Victoria and then around, and yeah, it was cold. But hey, we survived, and I uh, just want to also say thank you so much for all the families and our church families and friends that's been with us through, through this time where myself and my family we were sick as well. Uh, we were down and out with uh, this virus, and uh, it's not fun, but hey, God's gracious hand was upon us, and we have felt nothing but love from all of you. And so we just want to say thank you so, so much for, for each and every single person's prayer and sin snacks. Yep, I call it sin snacks because if you're laying on bed and you're not feeling well and you're snacking and you're eating and it's great, but you're gaining body mass because you can't exercise. Um, so we'll just we'll just put it into uh, bulking season. So, but thank you so much. We really did appreciate every single prayer and every gift. So, here's a question: Why does NASA right? label their rockets with uh, numbers and not letters. Have you ever wondered why? Well, imagine if Apollo F crashed, then they would have had to create an apology. <laughs> or, or 99% of people's mindsets are that of rocket science. Not that they aim towards the stars, but they only start working when say, once there's some fire under their, their feathers. Uh, lame, I know, I know. But this week's message is titled, Houston, We Have a Problem. Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. So, what does that mean? Well, this last couple of days, the Father has been working with me, and on me, about the fear of, of or, or not stepping into my potential, my full potential. And so the thing is, I've gotten to a point where the Lord is, is tugging my heart and pulling me to step out to reach what He has called me to reach. So here's the thing. A lot of us are sitting in comfort zones, and I know that I've spoken about comfort zones before, but a lot of us are sitting in comfort zones and are not growing or being stretched into what God has called us to. And so, I would love to talk about that this week, and just to encourage us all with 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 this with this message as it has inspired me and encouraged me. And so, how how do we fail to launch? How do we failure to launch what God has called us to? Well, I talk about failure and then the three C's, failure and the three C's. Right. So, what does it mean? Well, first one is failure, fear of failure. And so the thing is, we are so fearful of failing that we, instead of risking, we don't do it all. Instead of venturing out, we stay in our comfort zones because it is safe, it is good, and it is great. And so the thing is, imagine if Thomas Edison had the same idea. 
I mean, he had a he had a bright idea, right? Yes, because he didn't he didn't invent the light bulb. But it took him a thousand attempts to create this light bulb. Now imagine if he stopped at number 800 or stopped at number 600, because I mean, some of us would have stopped at attempt number three, all right? But he persevered, he pushed through, and on the th a thousand attempts, he created the light bulb. Wow, I mean, that's, that is amazing. Imagine Todd White. Now, for those of you who do not know Todd White, Todd White is a phenomenal character. I mean, he, he's got supernatural. God uses him for supernatural healing. He's an evangelist. He's got a hectic testimony. Um, but one thing that he was trusting the Father for was to pray for the sick and to do miraculous healing, to be used for miraculous healing. And so it took him a thousand prayers no jokes, a thousand prayers before the first person was healed. Now, that is amazing. So the story goes like this, where he was in a shopping mall, and he saw this old lady that had an infused back. And so he went to her and started praying for her. And as he did, his, well, his wife darted, short left, because she's seen this too many times. She's experienced failure too many times. And so she, she felt embarrassed, and so she ducked. And then God actually came through and healed this old lady in the shopping center. And he was so ecstatic. He was shocked. He was ecstatic that she got healed. And she's ecstatic because she got healed. And so she was running up and down the aisles and, and very excited. And then he called her back and he said, hey, 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 do me a favor. Can you tell my friend, can you tell my friend, not my wife, can you tell my friend what God has done for you? And so the lady then explained to his wife what God has done for her. And his wife broke down, crying, weeping, because she could see that God came through and God is faithful. And since that day, God has opened phenomenal doors for Todd White to travel the globe and to do miraculous healings and to help with testimonies and to bring people to the Lord. Imagine if you stopped praying after 10 or after 100. I mean, where's our limit? You know, a thousand people. And so the thing is, guys, we need to push through. So we cannot be afraid of failure. You know, we need to push through. So that's the first one. So the first C is what I like to call competition. Oh, yes. So fear failure, then competition. So competition, I mean, that's another failure to launch for some of us. Why do I say that? Well, it says there in Ecclesiastes 4, verse 4. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 4, it says... I have seen that every, amplified, effort in labor and every skill in the work comes from man's rivalry with neighbor, right? With his neighbor. This too is vanity, right? Futility, false pride, and chasing after the wind. I mean, he's saying, hey man, what you're doing, I can see it is false. What you're trying to, it's false. And so the thing is, if I'm competing with the Joneses, I'm trying to stay in touch and they buy a new car and I buy a new car, then that's cool, you know, because we've got to keep up with them. Or the vice versa is where, oh no, I don't want to step out and venture because just now people think that I'm competing. Oh, that's such a trap, such a say by the enemy. You know, the thing is, God has created you with a specific thing in mind, with a specific task in mind. And if we're going to get wrapped up about what the competition, you know, what's happening out there, you know, in the in the in this rat race that we also, you know, we're all in a rat race supposedly. But I'm not a rat, and 
hate running, but it's expected of us to do well and to, you know, to fight the good fight and to, to climb the corporate ladder. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the thing is, guys, if, if that consumes us, then that is where the problem comes in. Because if we're not allowing space in our lives to, to cooperate with God, to partner with God, then all of this is chasing the wind. The next C is complacency. Very big one, right? So, complacency. It says there, Proverbs 1 verse 32, again, Solomon, the wisest man in the Bible, he says, For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, right? And the complacency of fools will destroy them. So, he's also talking about wisdom, right? If we, if we are complacent and we don't grow and we don't stretch ourselves, then it's going to kill us at the end of the day. You know, there's a saying that says, readers are leaders, I don't enjoy reading, but at the end, I need to understand if I don't stretch myself, I am not going to grow. Just like certain things are uncomfortable for me, if I don't stretch myself into them, I'm not going to grow. And if I'm not growing, how am I going to reach my potential if I'm not allowing for space so that God can stretch me into spaces? And so, guys, we've got to be careful of that. It says, it says there's a saying that I heard this week, which is actually phenomenal it says comfort is where potential goes to die eh? comfort is where potential goes to die wow now that's something to think about right so fear of failure right competition complacency and the next one the one that i battled with comparison comparison so the thing is guys it is easy to look what is out there and to compare, and then you're like, oh, I can't do that, or I can't achieve that, I can't play as good as Jake's can, or I can't preach as good as Chris can, or I can't do this, or I can't do that. You see, currently, we, we, we're busy with, 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 with music, and it's a passion of my, of my heart, and, and God's been laying on our hearts to bring out albums and to do that, and it's good, and it's great, and it consumes a lot of who I am. But what I've realized is that I look at what other guys are doing, other producers are doing, and mix, mixing engineers are doing, and, and then they've got this tool, and then they've got that tool, and they've got this desk, and they've got that headphones, and they've got this microphone, and then you're like, ah, oh, but I can't sound as good because I don't have what they have, or I don't sound as good because I, I don't have as much um, experience or what they've got, or, you know, and so what's happening is I'm, I'm becoming negative, and I don't want to pursue what is in my heart because I'm comparing myself with situations and circumstances whereby God has called me and others like us to do in spite of what we have or don't have. It says there, comparison is the thief of joy and the stretcher of truth. The thief, thief of joy and the stretcher of truth. And comparison says... I am ill-equipped for the task at hand. That is exactly the trap and the snare that I fell into. I am ill-equipped for the task at hand because I don't have what they have. I don't have the studio they've got. I don't have the, the know-how. But can I tell you something? If I have to look back from where I started and to where I am today with what I've done, I can tell you God is pleased with what we have accomplished as a team. Whoa, cool. Right. Another comparison is, I want to take us to the story of Numbers 12. And this is where Miriam and, and Aaron were sitting with Moses in the, in the tent of meeting. You know, they had this tent. 
and she was comparing to say, do you want to tell me that, that God only speaks to Moses? You know, why is he so great? Why is he so wonderful? You know, do you want to tell me that God doesn't speak to us? And then God called them out of the tent. Because what she did, she was comparing herself, you know, to, to them. And, uh, and so God got upset and called her out. And she was hit down with leprosy. But again, Moses being who he is, intervened and pleaded on her behalf. And then she, was, she had consequence, but yet it was lifted after seven days. So we've got to be careful of comparison and comparing ourselves. Because that is exactly it is. It is the thief of joy. It will steal the joy out of you. Because Satan has got tricks, man. He has got tricks. So we've got to be careful. Right. So the question is, how do we develop our potential? How do we grow it? How do we develop it? Well, let's... Let's look at what potential means, right? So potential, the definition of the word potential says what you can do but have not yet accomplished it. What you can do but have not yet accomplished it. That's the definition I could find. Here's the thing. We're not going to accomplish it without the Father because God gives us the abilities to do what we need to do. And without Him, it's going to be pretty difficult to do what we need to do. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24. Now, this is Paul. He writes the following. He says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, right? Their very best to win. Okay? But only one receives the prize. Only one receives the prize. Run your race in such a way that you may seize the prize and make it yours. Right. Now, let's just put a timeout right there. Because... Now, I can see all the questions coming up. All the questions. Right? The thing is, we are not running against our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. We are not running this, you know, it's not about a rat race. Maybe this is where the rat race phrase comes up. Right? It's not about the rat race. It's about the fact that runners need to prepare and they need to be disciplined. That's why I'm saying, run your race and win the prize. Runners has got coaches that coach them and spend time with them. And that coach for us is Father God. And so the thing is, if we don't spend time with him and if we don't listen and heed to what he's saying, then we are not going to achieve the prize. And so we cannot do it on our own. We need to do it with Father God. And so that we need to be careful of. So there's no actual race. You know, it's a, it's, it's a race that we run in, it's a race in life that we've got to partner with Him and prepare and be diligent and be disciplined. So that's the biggest thing. So we need to understand five points, right? Point number one you are unique. You are unique. So, meaning there's no two of you, there's no there might be people with some of the character traits, but the thing is when God formed you, He formed you uniquely in your mother's womb. It says He foreknew you before you were even born. He knew your name. Every single hair on your head, He knows. And so the thing is, if there's someone else like you, there's a specific task for you. And so you are unique. The next one, it talks about God's opinion matters most. At the end of the day, you are sure. People always form an opinion about you. You know, your wife, your husband, your kids, your friends. But it's God's opinion that matters. And if I remember that, that 
his opinion of me matters most and that I need to please him, then that's going to make my task easier of fulfilling my potential at the end of the day. The next one talks about agree with God. Hmm. Now, if God tells you certain things, you know, and he shows you certain things, if I'm not in agreement, then I'm in disagreement, and that is difficult. You know? So I need to get, come with the Father, I need to come beside the Father, and I need to agree that he has made me for a specific task, and that all things in me, or all things from him, is good. Right? So that's another thing. The next one is, do not limit God. So, we try and put God in a box. And it's, you know, how do you put something, so, someone so supreme in such a small space? We need to understand that God cannot be placed in the box. And so, if our Father cannot be placed in the box, and we carry the Spirit of the Father in us, how do we put this in a box? So, the thing is, we need to understand that God has got far more for us than what we actually allow for ourselves at the end of the day. The last one there, be encouraged. Now, like I said, if God is in us and for us, then we must understand that the plans He has for us, like Jeremiah 29 verse 11, is good and to prosper us and not to harm us. And so the thing is, guys, don't let the enemy come and trip you up at the end of the day by fear of failure, comparison, complacency, you know, and, and, uh, and, and know that if he is for us, who can be against us at the end of the day? So here are five principles about potential that you need to know. Five principles, right? Number one, it says there, every person has potential. We must understand that. If you are born, you are born with potential, right? No matter what you've done in life, no matter what you've achieved, God still has more in store for you. doesn't even matter what your age. So even if you are 79, 85, 64, God has got so much more in store for us at the end of the day. The next one, every person has been created by God to bring him glory. You are on this earth not for your sake, but for his sake. So it's, it's like the analogy of the, the painting, right? The painting gives glory onto the painter. That's what it does. And I used to get tripped up by... You know, if we playing, if we do worship, praise and worship, and people come afterwards and go, "Wow, that sounded so good, that was so nice," and and you know, this false humility be like, "Oh, praise be unto Jesus." Oh, it's all it's all about. It's not about me. It's all about Him. Yes, you chop. It is all about Jesus. It's not about you. And so the thing is, if I just say thank you, that is showing. God, all the glory and all the respect, because why? He's given me the ability to do so, and if I do so, it gives glory unto Him. And so I had to get to that realization, you know. Uh, our previous pastor used to say, you know, we show up and God shows off. Uh, and that for me, that floored me, because that is exactly what He does. He uses us to, to elaborate His kingdom and to, and to make known His kingdom. And so, yeah, the next one is. No one can reach his potential without the Father's help or apart from our God-given gifts and abilities. Our gifts and our talents and our abilities. So, if it wasn't for that in our lives, we wouldn't be able to achieve that. And that God gives us. And so we need to understand that. So without Him, 
we're not going to achieve our abilities and our talents, our potential. But with Him, and we understand that that comes from Him, given to us, that is how we reach our potential. The next one is, no person can reach her potential without factoring in the spiritual dimension associated with potential. So, wow, what does it mean? It says, He has created you with the desires, the dreams, and the disposition to become a person with whom He enjoys fellowship and spiritual intimacy. Now, it says there, part of your potential lays or lies in who God made you to be. Not only what He created you to do. Wow, I'll say it again. Part of your potential, right, lays in who God made you to be, right? Not only what He created you to do. So it's who you are, not just what you're going to do. Your potential is locked up in that. It's who He created you to be, not just what you can do at the end of the day. Right? And then the last one there. The last one, it says there. Only God knows the limits of your potential. Now go with me like a skeleton. Only God knows the limit of your potential. Not your wife, not your kids, not your friends. Only He knows. And so the thing is, if only God knows, then only God knows. Then I need to push forward into reaching my full potential and not failing to launch into what God has called me to but accepting that He has given me the gifts, the abilities and the talents to do what I need to do not for my sake but for the kingdom's sake because you, part, you play an integral part in the entire ecosystem God's ecosystem and so without you in it man Someone else might not get saved. Someone else might not hear the word. Someone else might not be blessed. Someone else might, might, might miss what God wants to do in their life because you are not where you need to be. And so the thing is, it doesn't matter if you have been, if you have been um, esteemed the greatest sportsman or if you have achieved the highest accolade at work or the highest, you know, received all the medals for your sporting activity or um, climbed the ladder of success the quickest at the youngest age. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. But unless you factor in God into your life and you seek to love Him and serve Him wholeheartedly, right, you have not reached your full potential. Hmm? All you have done is maximized your abilities, right? Your out outward abilities, but, <laughs> but not your inward attributes. Not your inward attributes, not internally. You've done everything externally. But if you've missed it with God, then this insight, what matters the most, has not been attained. And so the thing is, don't get caught up in the traps and the snares. Don't look at what you don't have. Don't compare yourself to other people or think that I'm too old to do this or I am ill-equipped to do that. If God has called you to something, He will. If you partner with Him, He will bring it to fruition. Because my God that I serve, they didn't create me just for the fun of it. He created me and you for a purpose. You have potential more than what you can fathom you have inside of you 
But the only way to do that is to run the race, being prepared, listening to the coach as he guides you to win that prize. And so the thing is, do not sell yourself short. Do not radio in and say, Houston, we have a problem. Because my God is sufficient for you and for me. Who knows? You might be the next person to invent, invent something phenomenal, spectacular. Or you might be the next Todd White. Not that you need to be a Todd White. But you might be the next spectacular evangelist. Or the next great musician. The only person stopping you from achieving that is you. And no one else. Let us pray. Father, thank you Lord. That you have created us for things beyond our wildest imagination. And so, Father, we pray right now, Lord, that we, we have dishonored you in any way, Father, in terms of our potential. We ask, Lord, you forgive us and you would lead us, Father, and that you will show us the when, the where, the how, and the why. Lord, help us to reach our potential. Help us to launch into greatness. Father, help us to touch those around us today. And, Father, may you be blessed by us, Father. And thank you, Lord, that we have potential, that we were birthed with potential. Lord, may we explode with everything that you've placed inside of us. And so, Father, we pray, Lord, that you would have your way. And so, Father, thank you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. We bless you, Lord. Amen. Wow. So I hope you enjoyed that message. I hope you were encouraged by that message. If you've got any questions or anything you need to ask, please feel free to do so in the comment section. Um, this guy's waiting just to answer or to help you process certain things or process questions that you might have. And uh, man, be blessed. Stay warm. It is cold. And uh, God bless you guys. Cheers.